0: enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with cube from first arkansas bank and trust member fdic let's go to the brandon moving and storage hotline talk to michael felder michael uh what did you do for new year's you're a guy who likes to cook and pair the right beverage with it did you do anything special for new year's
1: so for new year's eve is a work day baby work we work and um did open up a nice bottle of uh, a little voo, so we had that mm. uh, at midnight. And uh, even though we live in Central Time, we did midnight at you know 11 p.m. Central, yes. 12 p.m. when the ball dropped. So uh, we did that. But then, listen, I'm I'm from the South, man. New Year's Day, you got to get your your your, your black eyed peas in. You got to get your little bit of pork in there. You got to get your greens in there. Health, wealth, and luck. So you got to get those things rocking and rolling. I'm a, my mom would be upset if I didn't knock that out.
0: Well, I hope that it all pays off effectively. I uh, I just purchased a Powerball ticket this morning, so I ate my black eyed peas. I don't need health, and I don't need luck. I just need wealth. And if I can get the Powerball, this is the last you'll hear of me, Michael Felder. I can tell you that right now. I'm not one of those guys that says, oh no, I'd still do it for the love of the show. I'd still I'd still work. No, not me. I'll be on a Caribbean no. island somewhere, my own island. Are
1: you kidding me? If I if I if I hit the Powerball. I'm moving away from Chicago forever. We'll never come back here. And getting a farm outside of Charlotte. And that's going to be my everyday for the rest of my life. I'm right there with you. No, I'm not. I love football, absolutely, tremendously. But if I didn't have to work, my days would be filled with me looking at my plants and checking out my animals. <laughs>
0: Then you'll and you'll be telling somebody what to cook you for dinner, as opposed to having to make it yourself. That'll be easy that way.
1: Oh, I'll still be cooking it. Oh, okay, but we're talking cook. we're talking farm fresh. There, I got gotcha. you. It wouldn't be there would be no more. There wouldn't be a more farm to table setup <laughs> than what I would have if I if I hit the power Yes,
0: you're a farm to your table. I like it. That's good. Good thinking. That's good work. All right, so the championship game is set, ho-hum, we got the same old, same old. It's funny, we all are like, oh, we want something interesting, we want something different. No, you get the same thing. You know, it's like more curds and whey, more beans, whatever it is that you normally are used to eating, like that you're sick of. You remember when they, in the Bible when they're like, oh, man, manna again, give us something else, God. No, that's what you get. It's the same old, same old, shut up and eat it. Quit your crying. That's what you get. Domination from the two dominating teams. Bama, Georgia again. The question becomes, do we get the same outcome? Or was that Georgia loss an anomaly? Michael, what are you thinking going into this weekend?
1: Well, let me ask you, what's going to be different? What's going to be different about this game than the
0: SEC championship game? Mechie? Run game will be negated. They'll make him throw the ball. I think they'll double-team Williams all day, and I think uh, Georgia's going to win the game. And Lanning's talking right now, and he just said, look, we had zero sacks against Alabama in the SEC championship game. But we, they had some we, near misses. we got to change that up. we got to get after the quarterback and and, and basically do uh, what other teams have had some success, and that is getting after, after Alabama's quarterback.
1: Well, when they get after the quarterback, they have to play man coverage. When they play man coverage, they are not good at it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. Catch 22. <laughs> and
1: I just went through, like, I've, I've seen the SEC champions. The cool, honestly, the coolest thing for me is I I keep thinking of way for Georgia to win, and then I'm like, Felder, you're not smarter than Nick Saban, dude. He's thought of this already. He's already thought of all these things. And so, for me, I don't I, – I think Alabama's going to win. I'll come out and say it. Okay. I think the big thing for me is this combination of – and we saw Cincinnati, I thought, did a really good job against Alabama in the passing game, right? Yeah. And Alabama, I thought, showed remarkable restraint uh, to try to keep throwing the football because they knew they needed to get some work out on that, do that. Because if they, if they had just ran the ball every play, they could have won the game 50 to nothing. But they wanted to get work in the passing game. And they did that. So I think the, the key for me in and, and, and watching Michigan's receivers get open against Darian Kendrick, get open get open against, what is it, Amir Speed, get open against uh, uh, Lewis Dean, watching them get open against that secondary from Georgia, I was like, oh, and these guys aren't even as good as the Alabama guys. And so we're going to see Earl. We're going to see Brooks. We're going to see, obviously, Jamison Williams. And if you want to play man, play man. But what they're going to do is put you in conflict and make you be wrong. And the other part of it is Bryce Young, and, and for tonight, actually on Stadium at, at six Eastern, five PM Central, we, uh, we're, we're doing our preview special. And one of the things that I'm going to highlight is Bryce Young move because Bryce Young he does not want to run, but he can run. Mm-hmm. And we saw there are two particular plays where one where they they're play where Georgia's playing man and. He invades the pocket, and there's a lot of space because when you play man, you're back to the quarterback, and you don't know that he's he's broken the line of scrimmage, so he's able to pick up a first down. The next play that I show is you remember the little flip he had to Bryce Young yeah, to uh um, excuse me to Brian Robinson. Mm-hmm. N'Kobe Dean did everything right. They're playing zone now. They see him running, and they're gravitating towards him. But N'Kobe Dean comes off of the flat coverage into into go tackle Bryce Young. Bryce Young makes a little flip to Brian Robinson. That's another first down. So I just think that. Bama's going to try to put them in conflict consistently. I think they're going to win. I think that, honestly, this is probably Nick Saban's best coaching job. If he wins the national championship, it'll be, without a doubt, his best coaching job of his career.
0: Do you like the under or the over?
1: Ooh. Well, I don't know what it is. What it's, it's like is,
0: what's 53-ish.
1: 53. 53. So 53, that's 25 to 25, plus 28 to 25. I don't. I You know what? I like the over. I'd go over. I think Alabama's going to score. I think Alabama realizes if we can make them score, they're going to be more uncomfortable than we are mm-hmm. playing it the other way. Yeah. I think that's going to be the interesting element. I think that this is a game that plays into the 30s, and it's just a matter It's really it's, – it's, it's, we've all seen what Jerry Maguire and half-baked the who's coming with me whole deal. And I think Nick David's going to ask Kirby Smart if he wants to come with him into the 30s. And I, I don't know if that's a, a water that Kirby Smart wants to swim in. And I, I do think that we talked about it with Michigan, right, where they showed their hand. They showed the best they could be against Ohio State. And we saw Georgia respond to that in the semifinal, right? We saw Georgia. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but did you see the Kobe Dean calling out the plays before they happened? No, it was beautiful. It was, it was beautiful. Two specific plays. One play is Michigan, Michigan has them in man coverage. They, they get Blake Corham all the way up to the edge. Which means you move the big dog, N'Kobe Dean, out of the middle. But then they motion Blake Corman back across. They get a reach block. You get a seal block, a seal block. But N'Kobe Dean still gets a tackle for loss because he recognizes they're trying to throw a swing screen to a guy that they think can't, that the linebacker can't run with across the formation. Two tackle for loss for two yards. Great. Then... He gets a sack, and on the sack, he's calling out the orbit motion priest snap so that he can exchange responsibilities with the with the with the offside linebacker. And then Michigan thinks they're going to trick him with a fake with with a fake handoff, and then be able to throw. And guess what? No, it's not. He's already in your grill piece. He got a sack. So I think Nick is going to work on using those things against them. And to go back to the point that I was I was trying to make is they've already shown what they can do with James Cook. They've already shown what they can do with him, how special he can be, which means this whole week of practice, Nick Saban is like, be aware of four, be aware of four, be aware of four, be aware of four. Four can't beat us. We can't let four beat us. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this all shakes out. I, I think they've still got some cards to play. Uh, number zero, Darnell Washington. Number one, George Pickens. It's just a matter if they can or want to use those pieces in a way that's going to be valuable to them. But showing that James Cook card to beat Michigan, I think is is something. I think it was. I think it's an overplay of your hand when you could have beat Michigan playing your regular way. But now we know James Cook the ten touches, 150 yards or something like that. That's not a card that that Alabama is going to be fooled by.
0: Michael, the question becomes for me: Is Nick Saban going to change some things, or is he going to try the same approach the second time around? Because that was an anomaly game for Georgia. They dominated just about every game all year long, except for that one. That was the game that stood out. And for Alabama, they had a lot of near misses and obviously got caught by A&M. Arkansas played with them. Auburn had a chance to beat them, should have beaten them probably. And Auburn's not a particularly strong team. So the question becomes to me, if they change things up, I mean, can Nick Saban create some other kind of approach or change things up enough where it's still effective against Georgia a second time around? I don't know. That's the big question I'm, I'm dealing with right now.
1: I think he can. When he when everyone thinks he's going to zig, he's going to zag. But and that's what, what I was kind of getting at is playing off Tennessee, right? So in that first game, um, Alabama was able to capitalize on things they knew Georgia was going to do because they know that Georgia is a very disciplined, very film-watching team. They're very smart. And so they show looks that they've shown all season long, and then they did something different out of those looks. And they, the other part, and this is something I don't think a lot of folks think about this, but... Watch how tight the bunch packages are for Alabama. So when they get three receivers, and they do it a couple different ways, and for people that don't know, when you count receivers as a defense, you count outside in. So the outside guy is one, the inside guy is two, the next guy is three. But when you put them in a tight bunch, you have to start to exchange one, two, and three, and that gets really difficult for defensive backs to know which guy is which guy because everyone can run the same route from that same spot. So it's very difficult, and Alabama's been doing that. They've been doing it since the game against Miami. And it's really interesting to see how teams approach it. I think that the teams that you mentioned, uh, Auburn, LSU, and Texas A&M, they were able to play really good man coverage because they played different levels. Levels that allow them to banjo, allows them to press the point, and then banjo the one and the three. Alabama has started using motion to turn number one into number three, but doing it on the snap, which means that if communication's not elite, You have a miscommunication, which means somebody's going to be wide open. And they've been really good at doing that. Arkansas, I think, is a unique game uh, because Arkansas did start out playing man coverage. was like, oh, we can't do this. These guys are going to eat our lunch. But Arkansas also brought in an offense that decided, hey, we're going to be a problem. Our quarterback's going to run, and we're going to put you in conflict. And I don't think that Georgia's going to be able to do what Arkansas did. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to be able to do what Auburn's done, what LSU did, or what A&M did with respect to man coverage. Even what Cincinnati did with respect to man coverage. And so this leaves them in this eternal conundrum of how do we stop the big play? Because the biggest thing for me, Georgia's been really good because people haven't tested it. And Georgia's been really good because they don't allow drive, right? They're amazing on third downs. They get off the field. But that Jameson Williams touchdown, Jameson Williams touchdown. That's one play. Mm-hmm. Alabama doesn't need, and that's the part that that's the reason why I, I'm putting my my eggs in Alabama's basket is because they only need one play to score. One play. It just takes a play. It takes Lewis Dean coming down too early, and then Jaleel Billingsley getting behind him. It takes uh, it, 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 it takes Derrick Hitts flipping in press and Jamison Williams gets over top, and the safety can't get there in time, and now we've got a touchdown. I think that one play element to this football game is why I give the edge to Alabama.
0: Okay, so last thing here before we let you go. Uh, nobody's going to confuse Stetson Bennett for K.J. Jefferson, but we saw him throw the ball really well downfield against Michigan's defense. Can they stretch Alabama vertically because we know the run game is there?
1: Yeah, I think they can. It's a matter of will And that's the part, that's the part of this equation that I don't, I just, until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. Does that make sense? Like, I don't, I I just, I I think Kirby Smart is too conservative, too small time, and like too, like, he just, he's like, well, you know, what we'll do is if we can win this game 20 to 17, we'll win it 20 to 17. I just don't, I don't know that he's going to be willing to, especially coming off a game, the SEC championship game where his guy from two interceptions. Mm. I don't know how much he's going to challenge Alabama, but to beat Alabama, you have to challenge them, which is what we saw out of K.J. Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to see that out of Stetson Pitt.
0: Gotcha. Interesting. What would you think of Arkansas a- and p- against Penn State?
1: I mean, come on, man. You guys got to be excited, right?
0: Heck yeah, I was. Well, and to do it the way they I mean, did it, I mean, I admit, admittedly Penn State was missing their two linebackers or safety, a defensive lineman, but to bully ball them and to throw for less than 100 yards and still win the game going away was pretty impressive.
1: I well, that to me the big part for me was what they did on the ground, especially when you have an offensive lineman as your head coach. you've got to feel good about that.
0: Yeah, and I, that's I don't, right. I
1: don't listen. I get it. They're missing some bodies, but to be able to, like you said, bully ball to man up to put to, to just. To put those pants on and just decide this is what we're wearing today, buddy. To me, that's impressive, and that the other part of it is, and this is something because if the tables were turned and Penn State was able to win that game without those players, we'd be talking about how excited we are for the future of Penn State, right? For the mm-hmm. new players, the yeah. guys stepping up. So, well, to me, it's like, all right, well, Penn State's got some work to do because they won't have those guys, and so we'll see what happens to them next year. And it also is okay. You showed me that with a couple weeks of practice and a couple weeks of work, you can put out your best rushing effort of the year. And I don't think that's an exaggeration. I think that's the best, the best rushing effort that they had this season. And it was great. I love it. So, yeah, I, I think it's really cool. And obviously they're going to continue to play good defense. And I'm, I'm, I'm in. I like it.
0: Okay. I like it, too.
1: I just looked it up. Yeah, I looked it up. I was right. It is their best rushing effort
0: of the year it's their best bowl rushing effort ever they tied the record and well, as west pointed out on the day after it was like well if they don't take a knee a couple of times late uh they surpass it so yeah it was a very impressive performance for sure so and a lot of guys got in the act which was nice
1: they've got to get rid of taking a knee counting against your rushing yard
0: yeah well they got
1: to get rid of that and college football's got to get rid of back counting as rushing yards too
0: you think so yeah, yeah.
1: Just two, just a tangent, but like you got to get rid of knees taking a knee counting against rushing yards, and you got to get rid of sacks counting against rushing yards. Okay. I, I'm t- I'm tired of having to do the math and go back and look <laughs> and watch at how long the sack was to figure out how how much the quarterback actually ran for.
0: It. We also need to fix targeting in the uh, new year. That's something else I would like to see done, oh. where guys aren't getting ejected. And the other thing is, Michael, I think this is my new favorite pet peeve, and I like the fact when you see Michael complain about stuff on Twitter. He's dead on. It's usually stuff that's like, it's almost like old man get off my lawn stuff, but he's usually right. Uh, my newest one, Michael, is uh, the stupid at, the stupid chains. Uh, I mean, it's 2022 now. This 1914 technology where we're stretching chain out with two sticks yeah. to determine, yeah. just set the yard line. If you reach the 37, it's a first down. Mm-hmm. The 37 yeah. is the yard line to gain. I don't need to run these dumb sticks out. Is the nose of the football at the 37? First down. Is it not? Go, not a first down.
1: I'll go one step further. Why are there not microchips in football? In footballs and in cleats?
0: Why are there not Why? microchips in the footballs and the cleats? Thank you, Michael. Great point. Because
1: if you just had a microchip and you could do some GPS, because the players are already wearing GPS. Do you know that? Everybody's, the players are all wearing GPS because that's where they track how far they run and how much they need hydration. The players are already wearing GPS stuff for, for – uh, the conditioning tracking. If you just hit the microchip in the shoes, give them the football, GPS packet, will know exactly where the ball was. We'll mm-hmm. know exactly if he
0: got a out Pretty easy. Pretty easy. I'm with you. I mean, let's let's use the technology to our benefit, and it would also save us from having to use that other technology that takes too long and is used too often. Yeah. Re, uh, replay. Yeah. Well, you I, remember when Arkansas I, played in Kansas City in the Hoops Classic, the Hall of Fame Hoops Classic? There was a chip in the, that ball. Yeah. That was tracking the the ball and. So the technology is already there. Did anything in that technology tell you that Arkansas was going to struggle in conference play? No. Oh, okay, that's unfortunate.
1: Has anyone watched? Anyone seen soccer or
0: tennis? Seen what? They have all... <laughs> seen what? Did you say soccer? Tennis. Oh, soccer. It's soccer or tennis. Is soccer um, and tennis. I was they mean? Have all... Like
1: between eagle Eye and and the the goal yeah. tracking system, yeah. like they have all this extra stuff. Right. In football the the best thing that we have in football is a pylon can that can be obscured yes. by a referee yes. standing it's, in front of
0: it. So You're right. I mean, come on, we got a lot of smart people and there's so much money already involved in football. Let's just take the next step and get this job done here. So all
1: oh right. Oh my goodness. Thank thank you guys for this. I needed that. Like there you that, are. that be, be yes, I, I I being upset about these things, I it's nice to know I'm not crazy. When, I, when well, I get upset about this
0: stuff. doesn't mean you're not crazy. It just means we agree with you. Uh, I think over a case of ooze, Michael, go. we could probably solve all the world's problems, but we don't have time for it this afternoon. So we'll talk again at some there point soon. <laughs> sounds good. All right. Happy New Year, man. Thank you.